Now I'm just replaying myself. All right. I think this is working. I think this is up. I hope this is up. Shadowverse, if you're there, let me know if this is working. Um, if not, I'm saving it, as always. <laughs> this will be on BitChute or YouTube. Most of you will probably see it on there, not live. Um, I was predicting like thousands of people tuning in live, but it looks like just uh, one person. So <laughs> we'll see how this actually goes. Um, if anyone does tune in or is tuning in and I just can't see you, um, send me questions, comments, topics you want me to cover, and I'll answer them at the end. Um, life is amazing. <laughs> life has been so good about in the last week. Things are working out for me. I'm just kind of keeping the faith, staying loyal, staying hopeful and optimistic, and um, my life's just getting better and better and working out. God is working out and helping me, helping me along the way. It's been great. It's been glorious. It's been very fulfilling. Um, meeting a lot of really fun people, really cool people, and working with people, people that need my help and asking for help and asking for guidance and wisdom and encouragement. And I just am able to give it now. It's wild. <laughs> it's so wild and crazy that like just keeping the faith and just being hopeful and being like a good role model is helping people. I'm seeing it and I'm being thanked for it. And it's been so fulfilling. <laughs> so awesome and fulfilling of a feeling. Um, stick true to those things, guys. It'll make your life better. It'll make the, the lives of the people around you better. Just stick true to the faith. Stay loyal. Stick true to your promises. And be hopeful. Be optimistic. Cut the despair. Cut the negativity out of your life. And you, know, you kind of follow those three guidelines and things will just work out for you. And um, in general, just try to keep it in your mind and just be good, do good, love and be loved. And yeah, life will be amazing. A <laughs> um, little update on my work. I work at Brentwood Baptist Church now in Nashville. Uh, God put this job into my life. It's undeniable. The, the people here that I'm meeting, my coworkers, the people just in and around the church that I've been meeting and kind of talking to and being involved with have been truly just beautiful <laughs> just amazing people just really helpful people in a lot of ways showing me a lot of things and confirming a lot of my doubts or just confirming a lot of my thoughts and um relieving a lot of my doubts so we'll, we'll put it that way and uh yeah it's just honest work it's tough work it's manual labor stuff and it's really fulfilling you know making sure that the this big beautiful church is clean organized that events are going off without a hitch, you know, setting things up for different groups, small groups, and then, you know, making sure the big, big arena, the big or, or gymnasiums full of people are, uh, you know, lighted well, organized well, seated well, clean, you know, that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, they transferred me over to a smaller campus. So this campus has um, one giant church, it's a big, mega, big mega church, and there's smaller little campuses around town and I think elsewhere in middle Tennessee. And they transferred me over to a place called Woodbine, the church at Woodbine, which is associated with Brentwood Baptist Church. And so I'm going to be there kind of making sure that place is clean. It's a little smaller. It's in like a rougher part of town, a little rough neighborhood. And I think God wants me there to help people, <laughs> to help bring some light to the people in that, that area, in that community. And um, yeah. It's working out. It's good. <laughs> it's so good. I told a friend I was going to be working in Woodbine, and he was like, whoa, whoa, you sure you want to be in Woodbine, man? <laughs> you little white kid. <laughs> but it's nice. It's a neighborhood. It's a really fun neighborhood, really cool that every single person I met 
in and around that neighborhood has been unbelievably welcoming and warm and just nice. And yeah, it's definitely not the richest neighborhood in town, but it's definitely not bad or violent or angry or negative in any way. It's uh, been a very warm and welcoming experience there for the week I've been there. And um, yeah, I'm just starting to go to church groups here. They have men in training. They have like a, a how to be a man class uh, that's going to start in a few weeks. I've been going to Sunday service here. I'm going to start going to Woodbine too and see what it's what it's all about there. Um, just every Sunday, um, the services. Music here is just incredible. <laughs> it truly is like professional artists. It's so wild and crazy how uh, amazing the music is, the music talent, the, the talent and the music that they play is at this church. It's truly mind-blowing. And the people just gathering together to worship has been unbelievable. The energy of just this giant stadium full of people is um unbelievably fulfilling <laughs> it's like magnificent it like really is like erupts with uh positive energy just being around like 1500 people singing the same song and thinking about the same you know thing like kind of the same topic of you know different bible discussions it's um pretty wild <laughs> i've never experienced anything like it in my life you know i've only really the big crowds i've been around have been sports stadiums where it's like yeah oh boo it's like up and down negative positive energy you know half the stadium leaves leaves the game happy and half the stadium leaves the game sad and mad and this is unbelievable <laughs> unbelievably different and that everyone is there just loving and truly caring and all positive all smiles all all positive energy all love and appreciation for you know the big man <laughs> and his works and uh, it really just makes makes every Sunday, once a week, you really get together with a bunch of people and love the Lord and love life and appreciate life and give thanks to him all together in the same place, listening to incredible music and really smart people. It's uh, It's been mind-blowing. It's been really mind-blowing. So if you're in the Tennessee, Nashville, Tennessee area, definitely check out Brentwood Baptist Church. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Also on Tuesday nights, I've started going to like their like little kind of youth, their um, younger person church service get togethers. And it's called Kairos, which means in the moment. It's like a unit of time in Greek that means like the moment, not necessarily like a minute of the hand. And it's been really cool. They <laughs> do this thing there called passing the peace. And uh, it's really cool. It's a really welcoming thing, especially as a newcomer, um, where kind of before the main sermon starts, they. Uh, they have you just turn around to the neighbor, the person next to you, the kind of the people around you, like you know, seated around you, in front of you, behind you, next to you, and you just kind of say, peace be with you, and the person responds, um, and also with you. Um, it kind of gets confusing because sometimes <laughs> you say, peace be with you, they say, and also with you, and then like you'll turn to the next to you and go, peace be with you, and then you're just like, the person responds, peace be with you. So it's a little like the dialogue can get a little confusing, but... Just turning to your neighbor, just, you know, the people that you're with, maybe the person, the friend you're with, but also just a random person or like a family and seated in front of you and just genuinely like making eye contact, shaking hands, bumping fists and just like sharing the love, sharing the peace with each other. It's just unbelievable. It's so cool. It's a really good way to start service uh, every day. And they did a Tuesday night. I went for the first night um, this past Tuesday and it was just unbelievable. 
And I'll get into it in a second, but it was really cool. Just felt right. Everything about it. I'm meeting new people. I'm meeting young people my age that are just there to kind of like love and learn about the Lord and the Bible. And there was a little message that just really hit me. I mean, God really was like, you're in the right place. <laughs> I keep getting all these little tiny moments in my life over the last few weeks that uh, God really says, like, thanks for following the plan. Like, thanks for uh, getting over all your dumb adolescent bullshit and uh, listening to me, <laughs> following the signs and trusting the signs and following the path I'm laying out for you and loving it and appreciating it. And these little tiny moments along the way that, you know, little signs, little bits of bits of light that hit me that say uh, you're doing things right, finally. And uh, <laughs> it feels so good, so overwhelmingly good. But we'll get to that in a minute. I wanted to just say, um, yeah, just trust the plan. That's the name of the stream. Trust the plan. He has a plan. He's got a plan. Um, sometimes it's confusing. Sometimes it makes a lot of sense. It's a little, very logical and you can see it like this. You can just feel it. You know, it's right. You know, it's right. You know, you're doing the right thing. You know, things are going according to plan. Um, and sometimes things can get a little dark and depressing and sad and confusing and you can lose the faith, start losing faith and start losing, um, hope and optimism, but you got to just trust it. You have to really just start trusting that everything's going to work out because it will. And that there's a plan <laughs> and that even if it's not the way you wanted it to work out, uh, things will work out in the best way possible and imaginable in time. Stay optimistic as tough and hard as it can be. Uh, the plan will work. The path is laid. You just have to kind of put the steps in, put the work in and follow, follow through with it. And you'll get to the good destination. You'll find the light eventually. And, um, yeah, just keep keep making those steps. Keep working for a better tomorrow every day, step by step, little incremental change, incremental um, just positive improvements in your life every day that make tomorrow a better one. And it truly will. The more you do it, the more work you put in a little bit, little by little every day, the better your tomorrow will be. And um, also just enjoy the moments. Really, I mean, we said this on the last stream. I mean, every moment matters. Every moment counts. The rough ones, the boring ones, the stupid ones, the exciting ones, the exhilarating ones, the ones when you're in a, in a mega church with people loving the Lord, you know, just appreciate every little second you have here because it truly is amazing. It really, truly is amazing. And uh, when you start to appreciate every moment, even the bad ones, you know, start taking them in as like learning experiences or just, you know, necessary downs, necessary valleys in order to, you know, eventually get, you know, eventually climb and see the top of the light of the mountain. Um, just start working on appreciating it all. <laughs> It'll really make your life so much better. It really will. Uh, it's easier said than done, obviously. It's easier said than done. I know. I'm not an idiot. I've been there, guys. <laughs> I've been there. It's been rough. It's been a really rough life um, caused by myself, by my sins, by my failures, by my short-sightedness, by my desire to indulge in temporary pleasures choosing the easy routes and rejecting God's light and his path and his will and, you know, not having faith in the plan. Um, it made life really depressing and sad and angry. And I was confused and angry and weak and broken and confused. But the more you just start focusing on appreciating every little moment, even the bad ones, and being thankful for just every second you have here in this life and on this earth, uh, things start to really work out for you and life starts to get really amazing <laughs> it's amazing <laughs> the fear the anxiety all the depression just seeps out of you i mean really just start to um work on that 
making sure every moment matters because every moment does matter. It all matters, guys. <laughs> Stop saying it doesn't matter because it does. It really does. But let's get into this because I've been reading the Bible for the first time. And I'm getting all the confusing parts, the Corinthians, Galatians, uh, what is it, Colossians and all that. And I have a little mini New Testament book. Um, let's see if I have it here. Yeah, right here. A little, little miniatures, little, the invitation. <laughs> Cute little artistic design. It's uh, just the Gospels, and the text is really small. You can see that. Really tiny. And so all these books are about two pages in length. And I'm reading, I'm reading, I'm reading. And uh, I stopped, and then I picked the book up, and I was like, oh, no, I lost my place. So I started reading again. I kind of guessed where I was. And... I had this feeling I was like reading and it was Galatians and so I started back again. I'm like, okay, I was going to the next book. I'm pretty sure I finished Galatians. And so I picked up and I'm like reading, I'm reading. I'm like, man, I, I think I missed something. So I went back and of course I missed. It's like two pages long, three pages long in this book. It's uh, Philippians. And I'm like, I've heard that name before. And Philippians is kind of what <laughs> popped in my mind. But I'm like, yeah, Philippians, let's, let's, let's check this out. Let's read this. I mean, obviously I missed this, and obviously I have this overwhelming feeling that I'm missing something important. So let's go back and make sure that I'm reading this all, comprehending it all, getting it all, soaking it all in, and not skipping over any little part of it. And so I'm reading, and I'm reading, and um, I'll just read it first. We'll read, we'll read it again. But uh, Philippians 4, chapter 4, verse 4 through 7. Um, it says, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your graciousness be known to everyone, for the Lord is near. Don't worry about anything, but in everything, through prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So it's really just been, I mean, it really summarizes everything I've been like trying to do and been receiving the light and the grace I've been receiving and the wisdom I've been receiving from little conversations with people along the way and just kind of what's, what's been filling my heart as I read the Bible and as I live my life now um, for the Lord. It um, really just spoke to me, and it really made sense that I think Satan wanted me to skip over that part. You know, <laughs> he really wanted me to uh, don't read that part. Don't have all this confirmation um, sink into you. <clears throat> and um, and so I'm reading. I'm just like so, just overwhelmingly happy. Just everything felt great. You know, <laughs> I just answered so many things. It confirmed so many things in my mind. I was reread re re it a couple times. I made a highlighter circle around it you know it's just such a great verse and uh just perfect for me in the moment but what i was saying earlier so then you know two days later I'm, i write this down and i was like oh, i'll talk about this on my live stream you know and it, it you know it's been it's just so perfect just so everything about it just so perfect perfect verse at a perfect time and i almost missed out so it was just even more perfect you know and so i go to kairos i go to this thing at my church this uh kind of youth get together on Tuesday nights, and what do you know? <laughs> he brings it right up in his conversation. He's talking about Psalm 23 and just kind of trusting the plan and just trusting that Christ is always, you know, the good shepherd leading you to green pastures. 
and he brings up right on the board, puts it boom, puts it right <laughs> right on the big screen. Philippians 4-4, you know, right there. It starts talking about it. And I looked to my friend because even right before I was kind of like, oh, man, check out this verse that I almost skipped over that really has, you know, kind of summarized my life. And it was just such a beautiful, awesome verse and a really guiding, good, positive light, positive thing to just know and embrace and love and truly, like, remember. And look, I even wrote it down so that I really remember it. And I think I'm going to talk about it on my next live stream. And then, of course, I'm sitting next to him and then, you know, boom, pops up. <laughs> And he starts talking about it. And me and my friend just look, looked at each other, made eye contact. And I'm just like, yep. I mean, do you see how <laughs> all these things in my life just keep lining up perfectly? Um, it was just wild. But, uh, yeah, let's talk about it. I want to talk about it a little bit because uh, I wrote down here. I'll just read what I wrote instead of trying to, like, go back and forth. But uh, I wrote in regards to Philippians 4.4, 4, if you want to find it and look it up for yourself. It's a beautiful verse. Um, that even in the best of times or the worst of times, in moments of distress and persecution, he is always the same. His grace is always sufficient. His will shall be done, and it shall be beautiful if you trust in him. God knows our needs and desires better than we do. He knows our wants. He only wants to show us our value and trust placed upon his mercy and love his patience, and his plan. The peace of God found in prayer will keep us focused on him. It will keep us from sinning under troubles and sinking under the weight of our burdens. And that's kind of, you know, at first when I started praying, I was asking for, <laughs> for help. I was asking for uh, things. And I realized that that's not the case, that prayer is just something that you show you show your appreciation of the Lord and his will and his light and you appreciate and acknowledge that you're here and willing to love and accept it and follow the plan and trust the plan. And yeah, I mean, the best of times, the worst of times, you need to just be appreciative of every little moment you have here, every moment he's given you and the just the chances, the second chances he gives you and the time that he gives you to just realize you're, that you're making mistakes and that he's always willing and able to forgive you for them. Um, starts with prayer. It's uh, starts and ends with prayer always. And when you kind of get over your silly, goofy <laughs> instincts to, you know, reject doing it and, you know, not show your appreciation and gratitude with any kind of like physical act. Um, when you get over that, life will be great. It'll, just be, it'll really, truly get so much better for you uh, in so many ways. And yeah, then also just, Matt, I want to give this is a good verse just to um, kind of emphasize that point, but it goes back to the first book, Matthew, Matthew 22, 37. Uh, Love the Lord your God with all your heart. Show it with prayer, obedience, and hope. And I just love that. I mean, really, just stay true. Stay as optimistic and positive as possible. Love the Lord. Love his plan. Love that he loves you and trust that he loves you, even in the worst of times. And things will start to work out for you. <laughs> it really will. It really will. It's so wild. So I wanted to go on that because I have good news. I am homeless still. Still homeless, this guy. This guy, this, 
this man. I mean, I have a, a gym membership where I work out and take showers. So I, <laughs> I'm staying healthy and clean, but I'm living in my car still. My stuff is in my car. It's in a storage unit, but I just got approved for an apartment. So I will not be homeless next week. So your boy, your boy's not, your boy Sean is only temporarily homeless. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, it was a good run though. It was a very humbling experience. I really reduced a lot of unnecessarily, unnecessary things in my life. I started appreciating just, um, just life. I don't know. It's just hard to explain to people how being homeless and living out of my car was fun. <laughs> It was exciting. It was a learning experience, you know. I don't know. It's hard. And I almost – I don't tell people not because I'm out of shame at all. I'm, honestly, I'm almost like not ashamed of it. I'm telling the world on a live stream <laughs> about it. I'm labeling my live streams happily homeless, you know. Um, but just in my life, just the more people I tell, I say like, yeah, I'm living in my car. People like – they almost first it's shock and then it's, oh, how can I help you? How can I help you? Oh, here, let me help you. Let me help you. And it's almost the last thing I want because I, I needed to be humbled and I needed to learn from this experience. And I needed to like really learn and appreciate just having four walls and a roof and the hard work it takes to have and maintain that and not take it for granted. And if people are letting me sleep and crash on their couch um, you know, for free or, you know, giving me free food or free clothes or whatever it may be, you start to not appreciate, I mean, you appreciate the work, the help they're doing and the work they're doing for you. But I don't know, just in this point in my life, I needed to be humble. I lived a life of sin. I lived a stressful, crazy life where I indulged in material wealth. I lived for free at my mom's apartment for a while. Um, I had a lot of handouts for my family. Like I just didn't learn lessons when people are just giving you things. And I really wanted to get to Nashville, get a job, which was amazing here at this church. It's been amazing. Such a great job. Um, a job where I have hands-on experience building things, cleaning things, setting things up for other people to enjoy, you know, planting, planting seeds, planting trees that I'll never experience myself, um, that kind of mentality or that kind of feeling of working for other people's uh, benefit and putting in hard work to earn my walls and my roof you know <laughs> i really wanted to do that and just be humble by not having material possessions and being a little cold when i go to bed and you know not having a full like a nice bed or even just the ability to stretch out all the way and i don't know just something about it has been so like spiritually fulfilling that um and humbling i don't know in the same time and now it's over. I still have another week before the lease starts. So I still have another week of sleeping in my car and being a little cold and, you know, still being humbled and stuff. But, um, yeah, I mean, all the hard work pays off, guys. It really does. <laughs> and this apartment is so amazing. It just worked out so perfectly. A7, I mean, the magic numbers. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I have a bad credit score and, you know, I've had a new job with only one paycheck. And so I think the apartment... I don't know. I think God God just kind of sent this apartment my way. He sent me a good sign, a positive sign that this was the right place. And I applied and I honestly, I mean, I didn't really have any doubts, but there I should have because <laughs> I probably shouldn't have been accepted here. And they did anyways. 
And uh, yeah, so I'll have this place. I think God now wants me, now that I've proven to him that I've learned my lesson and that I've humbled myself before him and that I'm willing to work hard and earn my place, my home. Um, I think he's rewarding me with a good one. It's going to be good. It's uh, in a rough neighborhood, but it's a nice apartment. And the people, the neighbors, the people who run the place are just awesome, beautiful people. So it's going to work out. It's really going to work out. <laughs> but I got one more week of being homeless, the uh, homeless podcaster, you know. But um, yeah, I don't know if I explained that well enough. But just the more people, the more – I haven't been ashamed of saying it at all, like 0%. I actually kind of like it, like being this way, obviously. <laughs> I have a smile on my face. But uh, just saying that to people, like my coworkers and stuff, um, it wasn't shame, but it was more like, I don't want you to take pity on me. I don't want you to look down on me. I don't want you to feel like you need to sacrifice yourself or your own wealth or your own time or energy on me, which was kind of, when you say that, people just instantly snap to, oh, how can I help? How can I help? Oh my God, I feel sorry for you. I feel bad for you. And it almost took too long to just explain this, <laughs> what I'm trying to still explain on this on this stream, which is that it's like a necessary journey I have to take in my life right now. It's a humbling experience, and I needed to appreciate what's what the, the blessings that are about to rain down on me a week from now. So, yeah, it was just too hard and complicated to keep explaining that to every single person. Um, but, yeah. So homeless temporarily. <laughs> I will have my apartment soon. I won't be live streaming from my church anymore. I'll be from my own apartment um, in two weeks. Yeah. So, yeah. And um, I wrote here in regards to that, sometimes you just need to let, let go of control. You need to let Jesus guide you because he is the one that's in control. He is the alpha in your life. And when you start to realize that and appreciate and love that, your burdens, your weight, <laughs> your, your desires to rule and your, your lust for power just dissipates. It all goes away. Your fear of death goes away. Um, make sure that he's the, he's the number one alpha in your life and realize that he has control over your, your will, your soul, and that he has a plan for you and that he loves you. And even in the worst of times, even when you're homeless, cold, sleeping in your tiny little car, there's a plan for you. Things are going to work out. You just really have to keep the faith, stay loyal, stay hopeful and optimistic, and things will work out. They really will. Um, I see people in the chat. I'm sorry. I don't really pay attention. Let me let me try. I'll do this. I won't wait for the end here. Um, Sufu Bear, making dinner and drinking. Sounds like fun. Hell yeah. Hopefully it's not uh, alcohol you're drinking. Don't, don't, uh. Don't indulge. <laughs> Do it for the taste, not for the not for the effect. Jerusha. I don't know if I pronounced that right. I always pronounce it Jerusha. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong how to actually pronounce it. But Jerusha and I have been talking a lot on the Instagrams and just seems like a genuinely good person. I can just tell from their genuine typing thoughts that they're a good person. Uh, so Jerusha McBear says, wow, you get it. Hey, man, I got you admitted to a bear chat today. I hope you got the invite. I did. I did, actually. Yeah, they were uh, vetting me a little bit. I uh, <laughs> like, explain yourself. <laughs> so I did. Yeah, I think I'm in it on Instagram. Um, it's really freeing not having a bunch of stuff, and it really is. It really, truly is liberating and freeing. Um, it's more liberating and freeing just giving it up, <laughs> giving up the praise, giving up the blessings to, to him up high. Um, it really is freeing in a weird way. Um, 
you just let go of bondage, the bondage of your life, the bondage of your sins, your, your temporary passions, your desire for just indulging in lustful behaviors and temporary pleasures just become meaningless. Temporary pleasures of like having a warm bed just don't really matter when you're just like on this journey. <laughs> when you're on this, I'm taking in all this knowledge and all this light and appreciation of his work and his plan. And um, I don't know, it's just so much more meaningful and important and fulfilling feeling than, you know, going to bed in a bed every night. I don't know. I'm crazy too, guys. I don't know if I've ever. <laughs> I don't know if you've got that yet or if you know that yet. Uh, I'm a little crazy, I think, but um, I'm a man on a mission from God and nothing can stop me, not even living in my car. So we're doing this. Um, I did want to say too, um, let me just read that again because I love Philippians. Let's, let's read this again. Philippians was awesome and it was so meaningful. Let me just emphasize again, Philippians chapter four, verse four through seven, rejoice in the <laughs> rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your graciousness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Don't worry about anything, but in everything, through prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Take it from the homeless man. It's so true. <laughs> it's so true. Um, but I want to touch on this because I've really been thinking about this lately, and especially with all this nonsense, political, crazy war talk and stuff. Um, I wanted to talk about Matthew 5, 38, the Sermon on the Mount, um, where Jesus just dropped just truth bombs and just unbelievable guidance on everyone. And... Uh, Matthew 5, the whole thing, the Sermon on the Mount. I really recommend you read that. Like if you're going to read anything in the New Testament, I really think you should just, just skip forward to Matthew chapter 5 and just start reading. It really truly makes a lot, starts putting a lot of things into context. A lot of things start making sense. And it's really good guides. It's just a really good guide for you in your life. And specifically Matthew 5.38 is what I want to talk about. Because I've always heard this. I've always heard people talk about this and just kind of in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, yeah, that'd be great. Oh, yeah, that's a good guiding principle and philosophy, but it's not practical and it's not realistic and it's almost impossible for someone to do. But now I'm really starting to realize and appreciate the truth of it. <laughs> I really am starting to see the light and the truth of it. Um, let's read it before I get into it, because Matthew 5, chapter 5, verse 38 Jesus is speaking to the people gathered and says, you have heard it. You have heard it said an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist the one who is evil. But if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. And again, I always just thought that was like, oh, yeah, this is a good rule of thumb to follow. But oh, whatever. And now I'm starting to really see that every word of that is important and every word of that matters, um, especially with all this nonsense in Iran, especially with all this with Iran and Iraq and all this Syria stuff and just geopolitical drama. And just in my life, just in my life, the strife and the conflict in my life with my family and my friends and just people I know or people that know people I know. Um it's all about just perpetuating violence and just ending it with you. You need to start absorbing the blows and trusting God's plan and trusting God's faith in you. 
by having faith in him and showing it by not perpetuating evil, not perpetuating the sin. Um, the more I'm starting to see, you know, whatever, we bomb some guy in Iran and the first thing they do is vow retaliation. And they just start, you know, sending missiles towards us. And then we just start vowing and <laughs> drumming up the war drums and just start retaliating back. Uh, you really start to see that all this, you know, eye for an eye, eye for an eye, eye for an eye mentality. Like we're going to get you back. We're going to, we're going to, you know, make sure that our loss is not in vain. Um, the people who end up losing in these situations are everybody. It really truly is all of us. I mean, Iran bombs Iraq. I mean, we bomb Iraq, Iran in Iraq. <laughs> Iran bombs us in Iraq. And the people who lose are the people in Iraq, the people in Iran doing the bombs, us, the taxpayers, the people here, um, and the people. I mean, in the long term, in the long run, in the end, when final judgment comes, the people who are benefiting right now with material wealth by selling the bombs and gaining power, political power, by manipulating this in their favor. I mean, everyone loses in the long run or the short run. And what really would just stop it is just stopping it. <laughs> just absorbing the bat, just being the bigger man and walking away. And um, I want to read it again before I kind of get into what I wrote here to explain it, because um, I feel like I'm rambling a little bit, but... The more you start to realize that just when you get insulted, when you get attacked by the evil ones, it really is just best to just walk away and find a peaceful resolution to your conflict. But again, Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5, 38. Um, you have heard it said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist the one who is evil. But if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. And with this, Jesus refers to the Old Testament teachings and laws about eye for an eye philosophy. One not meant to be brutal, but to limit retaliation to a proportional effect. So if injured, you couldn't justify hurting the offender in a tenfold way, like killing them. Um, the idea was this Old Testament preaching was that if someone killed your son, you would be able to kill their son. Or, you know, if someone, you know, came to you and stabbed you, you have the right to stab them back. And it gave you these rights to do that, to retaliate. But um, it was seen as morally just because you were not making any, the conflict further than it needed to be. If someone stabbed you, you didn't have a right to just decapitate them or kill them, you know. You only had a right to just do exactly the mirror image, the mirror effect that was caused. Um, but here Jesus is taking this right away the right away, telling his disciples that they have no right to retribution, for it is the retaliation that makes the quarrel. Violence builds upon itself an evil for evil, sin for sin. It is self-perpetuating. Um, and the more you start to let this sink in and start to understand that this teaching is more than true and is the right and just way, the right and just way, um, I don't know. The better your life is and the better the world will be for sure. Um, I mean, with this, Jesus is not telling us just to lay down and be doormats or be passive objects of abuse. Um, he is instead calling on us to set a new standard here and with, you know, here on earth and within ourselves and within our souls. 
giving up personal vengeance and breaking the chain of evil that Satan thrives on. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. If someone's coming at you with a gun to kill you, um, you're not just supposed to open up your arms and let it happen. You have a right to defend yourself. You have a right to avoid the, the, the death that's coming. The idea is that when an offense is committed, when um, embarrassment, embarrassing acts or violent acts are attributed to you, when evil is pushed upon you, um, it is better to walk away from the situation or find some kind of peaceful um, resolution to the potential quarrel, the potential war. <laughs> when war is at knocking at your door, there are ways to avoid it. And um, when there isn't, I mean, again, you're going to have to protect your life. You're going to have to protect your family and your loved ones and your community. But um, if at all possible, you need to just remove yourself from the situation. Um, I wrote here, like, are, if you're being abused, if you are a victim, is there any way you can remove yourself from the situation in a nonviolent way? Pray for wisdom and pray for the Holy Spirit's, the Holy Spirit's guidance and ask him for help. Ask him for help. Ask him to show you the way, the way around this conflict, instead of rushing and diving head on in, in towards it. And... I don't know. Trust the plan. <laughs> Trust the plan. Trust that the test will be solved, can be resolved. Um, yeah, uh, just kind of wanted to end by saying, let those people, let those evil people live sinful, miserable lives. Let them be busy and broken. You need to choose his grace and live for him, and they will suffer while you thrive happily. Trust the plan. <laughs> trust the plan work hard improve your life avoid the conflict turn the other cheek and trust and have faith that things will work out and defend yourself defend your life but also don't perpetuate the violence don't go for that eye when someone takes your eye um don't be vengeful and seek revenge Easier said than done. <laughs> Guys, the Bible is easier said than done. But if you have the faith, if you stay loyal and you stay hopeful, um, thing, good things can be accomplished for sure. If anyone has questions, I'm going to start to wrap up here, I think. Um, thanks for tuning in, Sufu Bear and Jerusha. I, th I hope I'm saying that right. Jerusha, Jerusha, McBear, Jerusha Bear. Um, yeah, if you want to send me handwritten notes, handwritten letters that I can open up and read when I start live streaming from my apartment next week or two weeks from now, because I'm moving in Friday. I think my next live stream is going to be a week from now on Thursday, uh, the 16th, I think January 16th, here from Brentwood Baptist Church. And then I'm moving in Friday, so next week after that, hopefully, I'll have everything set up, electricity, internet, and all that stuff. And... Um, I'll be live streaming from my own apartment. This uh, homeless man will no longer be homeless. And if you want to have your questions or letters or anything read, any shout outs, um, you can handwrite me notes, questions, anything you want. Um, send me artwork. If you want to like have your art hanging up on the background of my uh, apartment, send it, to my, send it my way. Um, you can send it to me at S-E-A-N, that's Sean, C-O-R-Y, Corey, it's my name. And the address is P.O. Box 330-172, Nashville, Tennessee, 37203. 
And yeah, just send me whatever you want. If you don't want to, if you want to just be like pen pals or send me like a letter that you want me to read or like a book you want me to read or something like that. And you don't want it read on air, just like kind of write it at the top because I might be opening them live as I go to my thousands and thousands of adoring fans out there. Um, but yeah, as always, you can find my live, all these live streams um, here here right now, or if you're watching the replay, you can watch me live. I think I'm going to do it every Thursday night. The time may vary, but I think every Thursday night I'm going to be live streaming on dlive.tv, dlive.tv slash Sean V Planet. So there I'm going to be probably every Thursday night. If not, it's going to be Fridays uh, in the afternoon or in, at night. But I want to make Thursday night my regular live stream night. And um, if you can't make it, if you miss them, you can always catch my replays, which are going to be on my channels on BitChute and YouTube. Um, BitChute doesn't let you search for me for some reason. I don't know if I'm like shadow banned or if I'm doing something wrong. But if you type in the exact link, you can find my videos on BitChute. That's B-I-T-C-H-U-T-E dot com slash S-E-A-N-V-P-L-A-N-E-T, Sean V. Planet. And you can find me on YouTube. Just search my name, S-E-A-N-V-P-L-A-N-E-T, on YouTube, and you'll find my channel and all my live streams there and other videos and stuff. And you can find my other audio podcast stuff I do where I interview people. I interview artists on my Talk About Art, uh, artists and musicians. It gets a little funny, a little silly, but also pretty interesting about talking to artists. Um then offensive, that's offensive, U-H-F-F-E-N-S-I-V-E, uh, -E, uh, offensive. You can find that um, with my comedians or interview comedians. And my other podcast is hashtag Sean Fights the Internet, where I interview just political-minded people, people that are just willing to talk politics and conspiracies and answer my internet debate questions and stuff. But you can find all my audio podcasts with all those people and those previous episodes on my channel my podcast channel so all three of those shows those podcast shows are on my podcast channel which is called sean v planet so if you search for s-e-a-n-v-p-l-a-n-e-t you can find my channel on spotify podbean stitcher google podcasts and everything's on seanvplanet.com s-e-a-n-v-p-l-a-n-e-t sean v planet sean v planet sean v planet you can find it at seanvplanet.com. I'm going to start doing blogs and stuff too, so I'm going to post a little more regularly on that, my website, my blogs. And you can also just find links to everything on that. So that's an easy one to just go to, <laughs> seanvplanet.com. I should really just start saying that. You know, that'll just be easy for everyone. But again, my P.O. Box, P.O. Box 330-172, Nashville, Tennessee, 37203. Uh, you might have to put my name in, which is S-E-A-N-C-O-R-Y, not the planet but um yeah um, i don't see any more questions i had a little bit of activity thanks for tuning in guys i really appreciate it um the thousands of you out there that couldn't make it for some reason i'm sorry you missed out um but yeah just look i really love these bible verses i'm reading reading the new testament it's been unbelievably mind-opening and soul-fulfilling reading the Bible. <laughs> I don't know why I put it off for so long. I was such a degenerate shitbag for so long. And now I'm just finding the light and finding the grace and I'm finding the truth. And it's making my life so much better. It's making me feel so fulfilled. And I know my future is just bright and full of joy and happiness. And 
Thank you. <laughs> Thanks to him. So, so as always, guys, keep the faith. Be loyal. Stay hopeful. Things will work out for you. And be good. Do good. Love and be loved. It's really that easy, guys. It really is. So have a great week. I think I'll be back next Thursday. Um, still homeless temporarily, but I'll be back here next Thursday live streaming. And thanks again for tuning in. Have a good one.